Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Faithful Exchange, uniting Chicago's voices of faith. And of course, anyone else, too. Like, you know, you don't just have to be in Chicago because uh, we know that uh, this gospel of the Lord has spread throughout the whole world. So wherever you're joining us from, welcome, welcome. We even have people in the international audience. I was very surprised in our, our Facebook. Someone reached out from us as far out as Uganda, you know, wanting to study the Word of God. So this is amazing, and I hope and pray that uh, we're all doing well. I hope and pray that your January went well and you're excited for February. Today, we have a very, very special episode. I'm joined with the one, the only, uh, the magical Matt. Uh, say hi to everyone, Matt. Hello and happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. It is the season of love. And of course, one of the biggest questions that Christians usually have is like, are godly dating, godly relationship, what's like, you know, true love in God's eyes. And there's always that searching for the one, you know, Christian or non-Christian, everyone's always searching for the one. But you know, the Bible actually gives us quite a lot of wisdom, a lot of uh, understanding and guidance about what love is, not only uh, for a spouse, but what love is in God's eyes, what love is for God's people and something that was really at the center of Jesus's like uh, message was you know to love to forgive and to bless and today we're actually joined with some amazing guest couples for the special Valentine's episode and uh, there's uh, two couples with us here today we got ourselves Albert and Melina as well as Dominique and uh, Dion so there's an alliteration going on over there uh, we'll start off with Albert and uh, Melina. How about you introduce yourselves? You know, you can tell us who you are, how did you guys meet, how long y'all been married, you know, and then uh, we'll get, uh, hear a word from Dominique and Dion after that. We actually met at a Bible study in downtown Chicago. So there goes to show that we met through God, and I am very happy that it is that way. But before that, I also not only love to teach the Bible, but I am a someone who also loves children. So I take care of children as well. And I also teach. Hello, everyone. This is Albert. Uh, I too love to teach the Bible. Uh, my wife and I met uh, a few years ago. 10-10-2020 uh, was our anniversary a little bit before that. Uh, God really led our steps, and from there, she she saw me, and she absolutely fell in love with me, and she asked me to marry her, and I couldn't have been more grateful. <laughs> it truly was amazing, and it truly was the work of God. <laughs> it's awesome to hear that. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for sharing a bit about yourselves. As you can see, uh, it's amazing. I really love that. And I love us for God first, right? And you can see it too. Um, I had the privilege of getting to know uh, Albert and Melina like, uh, personally. I met them before they were married and I uh, see them now when they're married and they're truly an example. Uh, they actually teach uh, the Bible. They may have just said it in a very humble way, but actually they teach classes that usually have like at least upwards of 50, 80 to even 100 people online on Zoom. So if you ever want to listen to uh, some of their lessons, you know, feel free to connect with us. Uh, we got their contact so you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. You can email us. Um, but of course, we also have Dion and Dominique, uh, how about you guys introduce yourselves for us, please? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> I am Dion. And I'm Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so you'll hear like a lot of fun puns about our names probably throughout this time, but <laughs> um, every time we talk about how we met, I feel like we have to allot 10 minutes because it's longer than what most people think. Um, but just as uh, everyone else was saying, we're both huge lovers and followers of God's word and um we've we've both come to really grow within god and really uh have even a closer relationship with each other because of of god and uh for myself oh wow what should i say about myself yes enlighten us <laughs> not good at it all the time um i i am currently a mom that's what i love to brag about so i guess if you if you ask me I brag a lot about the fact that I have two children and also greatest news is we have one on the way. Um, so I'll be a mom of three very soon. And it's one of my hugest passions to really help my children grow and be in an environment um, that I didn't get to have growing up and helping them to also have just a, a really deep love for God as well as much as I do. Um, and by God's grace, you know, I get to also help others understand the word um, as well so it's such a pleasure every time just always being able to see God's children learning his word and growing closer look at that okay see you love it uh what can I say for myself um I do a lot I, I consider myself well-rounded I do a little bit of everything um as far as me and Lady Dion I've known her since we know each other since we was kids so like I always say she she wanted the, the original cast she day one so it's the sandbox days with little kids and third grade plan so i've known her for a long time and um no i honestly by god's grace it's you know it's all glory to him that we were able to you know grow together and continue to not only you know grow individually but grow together um as one too after we got married um because it, it it was just a lot of things that happened where you could you know without a doubt I'm like yeah god is the one who orchestrated our footsteps here and as everybody knows, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 16, 9, that, you know, though in their heart, human plan their course, the Lord established their steps. So when I reflect on my life and just my marriage with Dion and just all the things we've been up, been through up to this point, I can definitely say, you know, God is the one who just really, you know, led the steps to get to this point. Um, I have a huge love for being in a word, especially the New Testament, huge fan of it. That's most, that's the main book I'm mostly reading throughout the week. I mostly in the book of Colossians as of recently, um, especially Colossians chapter three, just reminding myself to set myself, my mind on things above and um, to keep myself, you know, that, that spiritual fervor, it's, it's much needed. But aside from, you know, studying the Bible and just being a super bookworm about it, I love hip hop and rap. I drop albums here and there, which actually this year I'm putting together a project. It's been about three years since I put um, anything out. So I'm, I'm glad to be back in the studio and start letting the creativity flow through the brain and write down verses and start performing them through the mic. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> um, that's really cool. It's so awesome to meet you guys. Now, uh, of course, thank you so much to all the lovely couples for introducing yourselves. Um, yeah, today we're going to be uh, getting to understand a lot more about, you know, Godly dating from the uh, Godly love, uh, Godly loving <laughs> from uh, the family of God that's here today. 
And I hope and pray that, you know, it can be an insightful time and also a very exciting time for everyone who's listening too. So we're going to go into some questions. So for you, what are some verses concerning marriage or love in the Bible? Uh, are the ones that you find yourself meditating on the most? You know, uh, I believe that one thing I love that you, you both, both have, both couples have, is a love for God. You know, uh, Dion says she loves guiding people and it's true. I've been in one of her small groups and she is amazing. Uh, she's really good at, you know, helping people perceive the heart of God. So I know that both couples are those who meditate on scriptures, like it says in Psalm 1. But I'm curious to know, uh, what are some scriptures that inspire you, some scriptures about, especially marriage to or love, uh, that you meditate on that uh, really encourage you? The verse that I find myself meditating on the most concerning love is 1 John 5 verses 2 to 3. This is how we know that we are love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. This is love for God, to obey His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. Amen. Especially when it comes to a relationship, you want to build it first on love for God. And what God says about love and how God receives love is through our obedience. This is love for God, to obey His commands. So number one thing is loving God first and through loving God you also love your spouse too think about how the God is the glue to a relationship so if both love God and obey his commands then that will be the glue in a relationship really wow amen amen <laughs> Oh, that's really profound. Um, and thank you for sharing those. You know, I know on our podcast, we've spoken about like love from God's perspective. And uh, usually we hone in a lot on, you know, that God's, God's style of love is very different. He says obedience is the way we can show that we love him. And it's also very funny. I like what, what verse 2 says. It says love for your neighbor is loving God and obeying his commands. And then it says loving God is obeying his commands. So essentially what's God saying is saying that <laughs> loving God and loving your neighbor is to obey God and to obey God. So um, it actually, it's, it's amazing. It's because it's kind of like a, a triangle. I always imagine like a triangle. So you can imagine with me. Uh, and at the top corner, at the top yeah, corner, yeah, there's God. At the bottom, there's, you know, husband. And at the left, there's the wife, right? So on each of the corners, there's one of the two. And if the husband and wife like draw nearer to each other, they actually get farther and farther away from God who's at the top. But if the husband and wife draw nearer to God, that's the only way they can be both near each other and near God. And so it's very important that we're one with, with God. And as uh, Albert shared, you know, God said he is his word, right? John 1 verse 1. So there's a need for us to be close to God's word. And actually, this is what this podcast is here for. It's more of God's word. It's more of God's understanding so that we can become close to God. How about uh, Dion and Dominique? Me personally, I'm very big on the New Testament. I've been reading that a lot as of lately. And in the book of Colossians, specifically in chapter three, there are a few verses about um, instructions for Christian household that I tend to meditate on quite often. And in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 to 21, it reads, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as it is fitting for the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. 
Verse 20, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Verse 21, fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. And the reason why I chose these few verses is because it shows like, you know, according to God's perspective, the hierarchy of what, you know, husband, wife, and children all play a role in maintaining the, the order that is not only physical, but spiritual as well. And I feel especially as a father and as a husband, those are things that I feel like every man has to meditate on when it comes to showing love, God being the source of love. But even more specifically, we see in these verses that God gives instructions that as a husband, I should be one who loves my wife and is not harsh with her. Because of course, obviously there are things that I do or say that it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate or like, you know, kind to approach her in the same way as I would, you know, a fellow, a fellow brother, because of course, you know, just naturally, we as men can withstand a little bit more and to be in respect of, you know, our, our wives being more sensitive. You know, I, me as a husband, I should be able to uphold those things, but also toward our children as well, given the instructions that we shouldn't embitter them or discourage them. So again, being able to show love that encourages my children and not put them down, um, it's, it's just a constant reminder of what I have to keep up with doing to make sure that I'm being conscious of what I'm saying, how I'm responding, how I'm showing love, how I approach my, my wife and my children. Because again, I want to be able to be a man of God who, according to these verses, are able to follow instructions accordingly. So that's why those are like the verses I've been reflecting on as far as for, you know, concerning marriage or love in the Bible, because these are verses that I try to always make sure that I'm reflecting every day in the way that I approach my wife, how I interact with her, but it's also for my children as well. I encourage them to speak to them too. Oh, amen. <laughs> uh, I think those are the best first question ever because uh, so much of the word was shared. And even I myself too, I'm inspired. Uh, uh, if you have listened to the episode of How to Meet God, um, you know, a lot of what is being shared, I can resonate with too. And I know that again, our listeners, we're coming from many different backgrounds and here you're receiving some, you know, I guess, uh, uh, some live, some live uh, wisdom, right? Some wisdom from above. What I love is that it's not just like things that uh, are just you know happening in life, but we can see how rooted a, a relationship in the Word of God is, how much stronger it can be. And you know, the Bible is full of so many different couples, and I'm curious to know if any. Right, I don't know if you might. I actually personally haven't really thought this question for myself too. But are there any couples in the Bible that you find inspiring? Any couples in the Bible you find inspiring? And then everyone say Drew Dembo has for whatever reason. <laughs> are there any couples in the Bible you find inspiring? Definitely Abraham and Sarah. The reason is is because they had Isaac at a very old age. And Sarah actually laughed at God because God would give her that kind of pleasure of a child in now that she is advanced in her years. But I thought that, wow, they must have endured a lot as a couple, especially because when she wasn't able to bear children, she gave Hagar, her maidservants, to Abraham to have her a child. And we know that in history, these two children, you know, represent something big in the Bible. So I think that is really epical. Just the fact that 
their relationship made history in the Bible and something that God used uh, even to fulfill his prophecy. I really enjoyed the story about Jacob working for Rachel. Uh, so he had to work seven years in order to gain her hand in marriage. But then when that time came, uh, he ended up being deceived. And instead, he ended up marrying her sister instead, which is crazy. But uh, he was willing to work another seven years. So in total, 14 years to be able to marry Rachel. And to me, that's really inspiring. And I find myself just uh, always enjoying that, that story. Why? Because... It shows that love can really conquer over all things. And when somebody does something with love, you know, they're, they, you know, no matter what the cost, they're going to do it. And it also reminds me of the love that God has for his people. God wants to save his people. And how did he do this? He sent his one and only son to die for our sins. And that is something that I find very respectable and also very enlightening to really learn about the love that God has for us and the love that, that that people can show one another too. So I really enjoyed that story and I was very, very inspired when I first heard it. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. Um, how about for Dominique and Dion? I'll ask y'all a different question. I'll ask y'all a different question. Um, why do you think it's important for couples to have similar or the same religious beliefs? I think that's a great question. Um, I think it's important because when you look at it from an aspect of working together, even having a firm foundation for anything, it's very odd to have different materials. Like for example, if you think about the foundation of a house, you're not going to have partial sand and partial rock, right? And even in the Bible, God talks about having a faith that's built on rock, right? And that it's better than having faith on sand. Now, if you think about that in terms of with a relationship, why would you want to have something else that you have to argue about? It just actually doesn't make sense. <laughs> Because ultimately, your religious beliefs also tie into uh, your moral beliefs at some point. And if one partner believes that it's incorrect to for the for the man to mostly lead and the woman is supposed to be behind, versus uh, the other believes that both should be working equally, well, then that's just another thing now that you both have to work through in an argument where things just don't, uh, they don't add up and they're, and they're not, um, ultimately your household isn't able to really function. And when you think about it, of course, as a, as a relationship, uh, that just affecting the relationship would be fine. But um, there are, of course, people who have children, um, like, you know, Dominique and myself. And ultimately, when you're, when you're not on the same plane with your partner, you can't possibly be on the same plane when it comes to your children and their upbringing and what it is that they have to believe in. And of course, you you want to be able to allow your child to learn the right things. And that just can't, it can't work if you and your partner don't believe in the same things as being right. Right? of course, everybody believes killing is not okay, right? But it, I'm talking about things that are much deeper, like even the way 
that a parent should uh, discipline or how how um, a child's supposed to listen to their parents or even just down to uh, the things of 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 having a moral code and and just having things that that you know are firm foundations of a life um, that you like to lead. It's impossible and actually really hard to help your child to understand how to lead that certain life if you and your partner are just not on the same page and your children see that. Um, so I think that even even thinking about why you both believe in what you believe in, those types of things are actually very important to talk about um, and make sure that you're both on the same page so that way you can just have um, a loving, calm, peaceful household, even if it's not all the time. Um, it's better to have um, just a stable um, foundation for your children, for yourself, and for your household. For one, yeah, it's very, 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 very important. Not to say that it's not, it won't work out if you don't. Uh, there, there is, you know, uh, mentioning of that in First Corinthians chapter seven about a believing spouse and unbelieving spouse, uh, about how the unbelieving spouse can be sanctified through the believing spouse. Uh, but it is in general a safe practice to find somebody who has those types of beliefs and same interests as you, even in general, even if it's like not putting religion into play, uh, uh, people generally want to find somebody who has their same values and who has their same interests, right? Why? Because then they can do those interests together. And that is actually what's important too. To be able to have same beliefs, you can practice those beliefs together. And in that, uh, you can grow with one another. So I think that's the reason why uh, uh, it's important for couples to have same religious beliefs. So a lot of believers ask uh, quite often, right? What is God's will for my life? And when they ask about that, it also includes a spouse or a very, very close loved one. So people are constantly asking. And here in the Faithful Exchange, we are the ones that have the answers for those questions. So we wanted to ask our couples here today advice, advice from the heart and advice from the Bible, which is in our hearts. For those who are seeking a spouse or they're getting married soon, what is some advice you can give to those people? For those who are seeking a spouse, I will tell you that 1 Corinthians 7 is a strong letter from Paul about marriage. From God's perspective, uh, marriage is not a sin, of course not. But Paul advised believers to live as he did. Paul was single. Why did he advise people to stay single? so their hearts will not be divided between pleasing their husband or wife and pleasing God. But when, when believers do decide to get married, he said to live as if you were not. Wow, very strong words. Ultimately, what's more important is our relationship with God first. If you feel like your relationship with God is not strong, then I would advise not to get married or seek a spouse yet. First, build up your relationship with God and your faith in God first. Then 
your you will bring that faith into the relationship and that is better it's better than if your faith is weak then your faith within a relationship will also be weak amen as great advice thank you for sharing that it's so important for us to know where our values are what we prioritize in our life and then later on we'll find someone god will guide you to someone who also has those same priorities those same important things which of course should be the bible itself so thank you so much for that and how about dion and dominique would you like to piggyback on anything that was said yeah um, i love the answer it's just like live as if you're not married just pretend they're just like your roommate or something <laughs> um i think one of the most important things is understand why you're getting married first i mean it's realistic right i, I think sometimes people get married because they're lonely or they they don't you know they're not completely sure and i think that even the previous thoughts of why you want to get married are so important because I mean, everybody comes in with their own thoughts and understanding about what a marriage is when they come in and then they realize like, no, it's completely the opposite of what I thought it was. And first understand, again, going back to what I was saying about love is understanding the original concept of love and that's God. If you understand first about how God views marriage, which we've already saw, right? He took Melina's answer. And God is basically saying, don't do it. <laughs> but if you are going to do it, you know, do it with the intention that you are willing, trying to grow with, with whatever it is that you're doing. And you have a goal in mind. And it may not always be clear, but the more that you're closer to God, who is clarity, the closer you are to understanding the purpose of why you're even getting together in the first place. And I mean, you, we go through many verses, right, in the Bible that talks about love, but ultimately your first like real relationship has to be with God. It just, you just can't just come together and just be like, I want to get married, <laughs> right? Really knowing and understanding the purpose of this marriage is to become one to do to be closer to God and to help God's work. That's that's what God is looking for. He's looking for people who are really ha having the heart to really help his work to be done. And if we, if we're coming in with that same mindset, then our spouse will become that blockage for us. You know, even if they have their own way of doing things, they become more like your partner to help God's work rather than becoming someone who's making it harder. Right. So just like what was said, unequally yoked, if someone doesn't believe even in God, but you're trying to marry them, then how can they help you do God's work? It, it really wouldn't help. It would actually hinder. And um, yeah, I mean, if you want to do it, hey, <laughs> make sure you're doing it with the intention to really grow um, and become and become someone that God can really see is like, wow, marriage isn't that bad because I'm sure we've seen plenty of examples <laughs> in the Bible that was just like, it didn't really work out so well. So um, do it to actually show that marriage is something that God can really be proud of is, is what I would say. Amen. Wow. Round of applause. These were beautiful answers. There are so many things we learned today. 
if there's something that caught your eye or really tugged on your heart like you it did for me i'm over here taking notes and i'm trying to apply it right away and if you guys took away from something share this with a friend share this with your loved ones there's so much to take away from this and ultimately what we can understand is how we as believers are here with the love of god with the love of jesus and we're trying our best to be a bride of christ ultimately that's what we all are so if we want to be a bride of christ we have to know god's love language we got to know our ability to love how can we show love and with that there's so much to go into it that's what that physical marriage is there to represent is our connection with father god and with jesus so if you'd like to learn more about how you can strengthen your life of faith how you can grow in that spiritual relationship with father god and become a complete bride of christ with a beautiful wedding gown then come to some of our bible seminars that are happening this valentine's day and throughout the rest of the month of february even throughout the rest of the year it is no better way than now to start there's no better time than now than to start uh, growing in your relationship with God and discovering what it is that he's trying to tell his believers at our time today so we can be those brides ready for his coming. So thank you so much for the God-fearing couples who are joining us on this beautiful Valentine's Day. God is truly blessing your marriages as we can see through your guys' words and through your actions in ministry. And we thank you for the listeners who are here today. Again, if you have this episode, if you found this episode insightful, please share it with any loved ones and let us know what your favorite parts were on our Instagram and on our Facebook. You can also DM us if you'd like to be a guest on the show. So to everyone here from the Faithful Exchange, have but a blessed Valentine's Day, everyone, and we'll see you next time.